0: A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited, and of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns.
1: Thank God it's Friday night, and I just,
0: just, just got. Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. We've got. Adam from Compound Wealth back in the studio. Mate, it is good to see the birthday boy. I am keen to rip into some KiwiSaver fucks, uh, frequently asked questions. Let's do it, mate. Let's Ki- fun This one is actually KiwiSaver myths, we've called it, but I just wanted to swear because I feel like I haven't for a bit, so... <laughs> Apologies to anyone out there listening that doesn't like swearing, Uh, but I'm going to go through, I'm going to ask you a number of questions about KiwiSaver, but these aren't going to be like, how do I get it out for my first home? The boring stuff that people can probably find if they Google it, um, they're going to be a little bit more grunty and for extra for experts, maybe intermediate level content this mate.
1: Yeah, let's call it, let's call it. Let's call it expert.
0: Okay, expert. Righto. Well, you're an expert if you're listening to this team. Number one, is now a bad time to switch KiwiSaver providers? And this is June 2023. So for some context, the market's a bit shaky. The market's been coming backwards. People saw highs in their KiwiSavers and then they've started to see some lows. But there seems to be a bit of a, oh, I don't know if I should change KiwiSaver providers.
1: Great question. So I think... Probably that initial COVID blip that we had, right, where markets kind of just went boom, 20, 30% drops, everyone started freaking out. A lot of people, there's a lot of media uh, articles going, you know, don't switch your KiwiSaver fund from, say, growth to conservative or, you know, uh, a balance down to conservative just because you, the value of your investments fall. And what that's done is it's kind of created a little bit of uh, flow over into if you switch KiwiSaver providers, that's the same thing. So that's definitely a myth that now is a bad time to switch KiwiSaver provider. There's there's never not a good time to switch KiwiSaver provider. It's pretty easy to do. Effectively, your funds are transferred to another KiwiSaver provider in 10 working days or less. Uh, But, the, the only time you probably wouldn't switch provider, right, is if you're going, say, from, you know, it, it depends what the reason is. If you're switching because of, of markets, you know, but you're going from, you know, KiwiSaver provider A from growth uh, into KiwiSaver provider B conservative and you've still got a long investment timeframe, then yes, that's a bad decision. But if you're choosing a KiwiSaver provider and you're moving from a, you know, similar asset allocation level, then... If that KiwiSaver provider aligns with you know your values and has kind of certain features and an investment philosophy that's you know a, that you that you like and that's got a proven proven track record, uh, then yeah, do it. There, there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't switch KiwiSaver provider just based on
0: market conditions. Okay, so there's the two distinct differences there. Ones. Changing providers and changing say funds yeah, so from a I'm with one provider and I'm in growth and then I decide oh, I might go to another one but go into conservative, but really I've still got a 30 year time frame to using my cash. You'd be asking me why am I doing that?
1: 100 percent
0: Okay, that makes yep. sense. So I think a, a distinct difference for people to understand there is that what people are asking you quite a lot?
1: Well, it's more like, um, you know, I, I dealt uh, with someone last week and I just said, hey, look, well, you should be an aggressive fund based on your risk profile and, you know, your capacity is, say, 25 years. And I and he's in a growth fund at the moment with, say, um, KiwiSaver provider A. I said, well, this is a more aggressive solution. So you're actually going up from, say, an asset allocation of 80% growth assets to, say, 95% growth assets. So you're going up the risk curve. But you've got 25 years, uh, and he's like, "Well, now's you know now's not really a good time to switch because of the markets." So I said, "Well, now's a perfect time to switch because you're moving up the, the the growth allocation curve." Yes, over the next 12, 18, two two years, three years, the markets might go down, but you know what we talked about in that previous potty was the dollar cost averaging thing. So even if that does happen, eventually we know that shares over the long term are going to outperform. So yes, switch from KiwiSaver provider A into KiwiSaver provider B that has that aggressive asset allocation. Move up the risk curve. Um, Don't try and wait for the markets to come back um, because you
0: just don't know what's going to happen in the (coughs) short term. Something that people often ask me is, and I don't really provide any insight or where to go from here, but they say, should I set my kids up with KiwiSaver so from someone that's actually in the space what is the answer that you give people
1: I say it's not a must do like it's it's not something that you know you have to do because you you have investment managed funds say outside of KiwiSaver that probably give you more flexibility and then you know in 20 years time you don't know what the government's going to do with regulations so you know they might say um you know, first home buyers can't take it out of their KiwiSaver anymore. So
0: oh, you've been, it's
1: it's yeah. one of those things that's like, it's great because once it's set up and if you put in $10 a month or whatever it is, $5 a, a, a month and do that for 20 years, obviously you're going to build them up a, you know, a really good start to their, 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 their nest egg or their first home balance. But it is quite restrictive in that they can only use it for their first home or for retirement. So if you don't mind setting your, ki- uh, your KiwiSaver up for it, for your, Child, and you know having it so it's for their first home, then great, do it. But if it's like, well, I'll set one up. Uh, you can easily just set up a managed fund. Uh, you know, very similar structure to a KiwiSaver, but just doesn't have the same, you know, obviously rules around it. Yeah. But they could use it for university or or yeah. whatever. So it's there's there's no right answer to it. It just depends on, I guess, someone's preferences. But I, I think when I you know have kids, I'll the first thing I'll do is. Sign up, old Johnny or Sally, and chuck them in KiwiSaver and yeah. set up five dollars, uh, put five ten dollars a week in there and put them in aggressive KiwiSaver strategy because they're not going to be able to touch it till they're probably forty because that's when they'll probably be able to buy a house. And then, uh, <laughs> well, not if I help them with uh, you know five dollars a week. That'll, that'll compound.
0: Yeah, um, compound well That's
1: the first thing I'll do when I have kids is I'll set them up with a KiwiSaver and probably some sort of managed fund. The managed fund would be probably the university fund or something like that. And the Kiwi saver might be for the first time in the in their, in their mm. late twenties.
0: I thought you'd call your son Warren.
1: Oh yeah, call him Warren or Charlie.
0: <laughs> yeah, good.
1: One-eyed Charlie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they might not need the uniform because they might just take the pot and just start investing. Oh well,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, and the kids can't get the five hundred and twenty-one dollars.
1: No, so that's another thing. So you can't get that until you're eighteen.
0: Until you eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, so
1: that's eighteen to sixty-five that you you get. Yeah. money. So you don't have that government contribution yeah. benefit
0: now I think as always with this content things can change so depending on when you're listening to this keep an eye out for what may change in the regulation and that's exactly what you're talking about the regulation could change where eventually they say you know Luke gets into parliament prime minister and he removes it he says no Saver is designed to help people for, for their retirement so you're not buying yeah. a fucking house Yeah. you know so you gotta be careful because people like me may end up in there <laughs> Or they'll get enough bloody votes on a petition. Has any petition ever that's been signed ever actually led to anything? That's probably not a good question.
1: Yeah, I can't. I not can't a good Kiwi saver question. I, they no. Yeah. I, yeah anyway,
0: no. Um, so then the, the next one is I'll see people. They'll use their money for Kiwis uh, for a property, and then they get into that. Should I keep contributing or should I not contribute? And should I pay down my mortgage?
1: Great, great one. So, well, so yeah, so this is this is a really good one. Obviously with interest rates at, you know, two or 3% not long ago, then, you know, your KiwiSaver growth or aggressive strategy is probably a, you know, invest your, you don't mind investing your four or six, the extra money mm. from, from the minimum into your KiwiSaver. In today's current environment, where you're, you know, 7% for a one-year fixed rate, I think it is, or, and then 8% for a variable rate, right? you're probably just going to pay down your debt yeah. and your mortgage because you're conservative or you're balanced or you're, you know, even your growth KiwiSaver strategy, is it going to return? Well, you're conservative and your balance balanced funds, you definitely aren't going to return more than 8% hmm. over, say, a, a, a 10, 15 year timeframe. Um, they could, but highly likely that they, they wouldn't. So, my, my advice would probably be, um, you know, look, probably pay down your debt because it's quite expensive at the moment. It's and guaranteed. you know you're guaranteeing that, yeah. you know, that that price lock-in. Yeah. So, but if you're invested in, say, an aggressive KiwiSaver solution where, you know, you might earn a little bit, you know, a, you might earn more than 7 or 8% per annum, then, yeah, you could say that, well, I'd, I'd rather invest that money in, in KiwiSaver. But yeah. I haven't really heard of anyone that's paid off any debt gone oh, i wish i hadn't paid off that deal, yeah you know
0: it i think um i mean you're the financial advisor not me mate but the other thing is that what i noticed because i stopped contributing so that i could pay down my credit card so effectively the same thing but then i paid it off and it becomes very hard to decide to turn it back on because you get used to yes. that money you're getting the
1: disposable yeah
0: yeah so Something to be mindful of is like, when do you then flip back to, okay, I'm going to invest for the future, but also you've got to then look to pay down your debt, try and pay it off faster, and then start putting all that money that you would be paying on your mortgage, like putting it into investments anyway to play catch up. But also you're going to miss the employer contribution if you're not kicking any coin in. Yep. Mm. And yep. then maybe you want to think about doing the minimum just to get the 50% well, Guaranteed too that's
1: that's, that's that's you know like that's a no brainer. Yeah. Like the thousand thousand forty two eighty six, get the five twenty one, forty three. Um, yeah, that's yeah a, definitely a no brainer.
0: All right. In general, because I know you read up a lot about uh the different funds across the board, how have they been performing and any any trends or any things you notice in there that might surprise people? So
1: latest kind of Morningstar survey that was released end of March this year, so the next one will probably come out soon. Um, Yeah, I think the average aggressive strategy over the last 10 years, 8.6, growth 8.3, balanced I think it was about 6.5, and conservative – can't remember off the top of my head, maybe around that format. So that just gives you kind of an indicative nature of average returns across, say, your multi-sector funds from conservative up to aggressive. The last six months, we talked about this in the previous pod. You know, things have lifted up quite well. So, you know, considering all the the news about recession and and that in the market, people have actually been, you know, things have bounced back from last year. It's very rare that you see. And you know history over you know fifty hundred years that you have a red year in the market like we did in twenty twenty two that you know the following years are uh, uh, another red year, it's it's more likely that you know if it's down quite significantly the following maybe year or two is actually a really strong year. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think as well like one thing that I've been trying to get myself mentally to accept is that what was happening in 2020, 2021 wasn't normal, right? It was just out the gate. And I think that's when a lot of people started really looking at their KiwiSaver more, getting into shares, ease, et more, cetera. More time. Yeah, and really we probably need to prepare ourselves mentally for and not to expect the high levels of growth that we saw. 100%. Yeah. It
1: could be three or four years we just yeah, stumble along. Um but that's not a bad thing for the long-term investor because it's all about patience. Like, if you can just stick to it, stick to it, stick to it, one day it'll come and you'll reap the rewards.
0: But how how do we practice being patient in a world where everything's just fucking bright pastels? Like, just enjoy your life right now. And yeah. you know, like, Good question,
1: Loki. I wish I knew.
0: Yeah, the buy now, pay later's etc. All everything is marketed to us the other way. Like, yeah. don't can't afford it? No worries. We'll yeah. split it out into four, five, six, or whatever. But anyway, yeah, that's the same as me. I was not contributing to my future, i.e. my KiwiSaver, and I was paying down my credit card for shit that I'd already enjoyed on this planet, yeah. and half of it I couldn't remember.
1: Yeah. I, I think, you know, from a financial point of view, that is probably it. It's don't spend money that you don't have, like credit cards and those types of things. Yes, they, you know, serve a purpose, but, you know, consumer debt is is not, not good yeah you know, business debt or property debt, yes, you know
0: that's fine, even for me, mate, like I still have to practice this, so I've got some money invested off to the side, um, and turn deposits say as well, now, as the rate's gone up, the interest that comes in each month has become a bit more like, oh, this is actually this needs to go into the budget. It used to be a few drips, and you'd sort of be like, well, it's not even going to get factored in. Now I'm like, oh, okay, that actually should be in there.' And it's very tempting just to be like, "Cool, well, I'll just uh, the lifestyle can just change to that because it's it's coming out, it's not compounding." Yeah. So then, what I've done is gone right. Let's increase my KiwiSaver contribution, some of the other investments that I'm making, and going, can I sustain this? Am I going to notice it? Um, but we've all constantly been tempted by things that we could be consuming in the here and now. Rather than playing the the long game.
1: Playing the long game and that's the key. And that's why old buff dog, Warren, he's still playing the game at ninety three. Yeah. And that's why he's just so wealthy, man. Like
0: Don't interrupt compounding.
1: Don't interrupt compounding. Yeah. And he just just keeps doing it at ninety three. Like he's still buying investments with twenty, thirty, forty year investment time frames and he's ninety three, right? You know? I, Obviously his shareholders' interests are in yeah, you know, in, in his head, but you know, he's never not invested, uh, you know.
0: Longer term. long
1: Longer term. He's always been doing it. And
0: I saw a quote something like he says, if you're not intending to hold a stock for at least 10 years, don't even think about holding yep. it for 10 seconds.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. 100%. I guess it's like it seems like for people that don't have a lot of money and for younger people, it's easy for someone older to say because they've got all that hindsight, yeah. right? But like it's literally the lesson. The lesson is there for you. Well,
1: you see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you see ten thousand dollars invested in the NZX fifty, uh, back in nineteen seventy, you know, what that would be worth today. I think it was like, you know, it's done a twelve point six percent per annum compound over fifty three years. Yeah. So it's like and all you had to do was and I think what's something that's like three point something million, so all you did was invest in, say, 10 grand in, back in 1970, which is quite a lot of money back then, but, yeah. um, you know, you and you held that investment for 53 years, you'd have, you know, a significant amount of money.
0: Yeah, wow. And we can-
1: you can't break the compound. You're going to have to go through, the, you know, 87 global financial Uh, sorry 87 share market crash y2k dot com bubble bubble, global financial crisis and if you know this is actually a really this is this this is actually something that i thought about the other day so if you look at back back at the 1987 share market crash it took nearly 10 years for the nzx 50 to recover that you know one specific market Mm. so you know, is that something, you know, that we could go through for for the next 10 years? And yeah. that's I guess a important thing with KiwiSaver is you can actually have Kiwi Saver strategies where all your investments are say in New Zealand assets or international equities or whatever. But it's quite important to actually have quite you know, to have a ge- geographical uh, diversification so some money in say the US some money in Europe some money in mm. Australia some money in New Zealand so that if one specific economy struggles for for 10 years you've got that diversification that you know other companies or other you know other businesses all around the world are yeah. working for you so that's why i prefer say a multi sector uh saver approach as to say you know investing all your KiwiSaver saver in say just one one, one index.
0: And I think for Kiwis, like if we haven't explored this space too much, you don't even really know that it exists. And An example for myself, I had a look at what the price, share price of Dior, who make luxury goods and stuff, and then uh, Louis Vuitton, Maui, Hennessy, et cetera, and they're on a European market. And I'm like, wow, no wonder I've never seen them because all of the platforms I use don't actually have access to those shares. And both of them are just up and to the right on a massive tier. I thought, wow, imagine if you were dollar cost averaging into those, <laughs> you'd be flying. But it's it's just a blind spot because I have didn't even think about European markets. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's important to think about diversification, but then also speak to people that know way more about this shit uh, than yourself.
1: 100%.
0: Mm. Okay. Um, I know it's fashionable at the moment for people to be like, I want to be in the perfect Kiwi Saver for me and it's got to match my values yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. And I know that's why you put a lot of time into going through with clients your fact find. So Compound Well Fact Find, um, and that helps people figure out what the most appropriate Kiwi Saver is for them. But what would you say around that space where people want to try and figure out what that could be?
1: Well, uh, yeah, I think it's probably the biggest one is that I get asked is that ethical investment strategy overlay uh, and that's becoming more prominent. So, you know, how's my manager actually investing uh, and, you know, what are they investing in? So a lot of KiwiSaver providers now actually provide breakdowns of every single investment that you hold while some, you know, KiwiSaver providers, you know, it's not very clear what they invest in. Um, well, it's it's not, easy just to go to the website and click on a balance fund and go through and see the underlying holdings. So I think transparency and holdings um, is, is quite important. Uh, and then obviously having a lot of those, you know, a lot of tools for say budgeting or, uh, you know, forecasting what, you know, their potential retirement out, you know, outcomes could look like. So more KiwiSaver providers are, you know, investing in, in those types of resources to, so yeah, just give the everyday KiwiSaver investor a, a more educated experience.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's more that it will actually you'll log in and you'll see what your projected balances.
1: Yeah, well, and like um, you know, like uh, they've got like a um, like Booster, for example, is a KiwiSaver provider, they've got a my, uh, an app called My Budget Pal. So uh, they can actually link all their bank accounts, uh, link their credit cards, and it's effectively like a you know PocketSmith. You would have heard of yeah. budgeting pocket smith, but it's a free free one that that they give to members. So people can actually track their day to day expenses, yeah, um, and it provides. Uh, and they can actually put other investments in there like shares or property and what the valuations are and um or indiv- yeah, it's a quite Sweet. a quite a cool app. So you know there's different KiwiSaver providers that are trying to add value, not just in the you know, obviously just a pure investment returns point of view, but like, you know, obviously helping people get a better grip of yeah, know, maybe what they're spending and
0: Yeah, I actually thought an awesome KiwiSaver provider would be KiwiSaver, but at the same time Financial education, correct, and which yep. it sounds like that's effectively the journey and they're going on.
1: That's that's what a lot of them are doing. So yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's it's, it's it, it gets better every year, I think.
0: Yeah, it'll be very interesting as the money gets bigger. I wonder if KiwiSaver providers, in some ways, will become the trusted advisor for people because they will potentially have the biggest amount of money sitting with. Um, that KiwiSaver. So the more that people trust those providers, they may step into different spaces and say, "Hey, we'll give you some advice over in this space as well."
1: Oh, hundred percent. And that's that's definitely common in the US with you know groups like Vanguard, and they've got pretty much massive advisor channels that obviously yep. just deal in those types of products. In Australia, you know, when I was in Sydney a couple months ago, it was amazing how many like. Uh, billboards and you know just the the level of kind of uh, the visual level that all those kiwi server providers or sorry not australian super providers yeah. have over there you know it's such a big industry that um you know a lot of them are, are doing you know sponsoring different stadiums and yeah it's you know compared to to where we're at, but who knows? In twenty to thirty years, it might be pretty um, different. Complete could be you know Sponsor. Mount Mount Smart could be renamed to yeah kiwi saver stadium <laughs>
0: yeah wow saving the kiwis yeah good um and so i suppose as well the main things like performance people would have been uh big on and fees and those types of yep. things probably been able to see your balance when you log in but yeah. so that's what you do you're basically trying to pull out what people's preferences are and then match them with the right kiwi saver fund that's going to yep. m- keep them happy with most of those yep. requirements so
1: we look at fees performance uh organization like organizational capability. So like who's actually running the business, how much staff turnover they have, Um, you know, because obviously people in there managing the money is obviously very important. So, um, you know, those are some of the things that that we look at asset allocations, probably one of the bigger ones as well, because a lot of the time, you know, you look at say a, a growth fund or a balance fund, but it could be of more conservative, Nature. Once you look under the hood and go, well, actually, this only has a you know a seventy five percent allocation to to growth assets. Or so, yes, sometimes it can be called a growth fund. But when you actually look under the under hood, it could be like a conservative growth fund. Yeah, if that kind of makes sense. So it's kind of just always always you know looking at the the product and the name, but then going and having a look where those investments are. Um, you know, do they have a? Does their aggressive fund have a ninety-eight percent exposure to equities, or is it only a ninety percent exposure to equities? Um, so, so, so yeah. all those types of things you're looking at, because you know, I, if I know a, a client wants, uh, has a 20, 30 year investment time frame and can you know stomach stomach a lot of volatility, then I'm going to be optim, you know, recommending a you know a a ninety nine percent equity. KiwiSaver portfolio yeah, um, because we know over the long term that that's going to give the best potential for maximizing their, their returns. The trade-off is just they're going to have a high level of volatility compared to say a 90-10 or an 80-20 portfolio, which is the roughly the the rough allocation of a growth portfolio is 80-20.
0: So it sounds like the riskier portfolios usually end up with more exposure to businesses around the Correct. world. Yeah. So any thoughts then on KiwiSaver versus property versus business? Um,
1: great question. It's I think it's just one of those things, what your circle of competence is, right? Um, at the end of the day, you know, don't put all your money into KiwiSaver, if you want a bit of flexibility, but if you're just happy working your job and you know getting a house and paying down your mortgage, and then you know KiwiSavers, your, your other investment, then great because we know that it, it'll deliver a you know pretty good return over the long time, of the long, over the long term, to, based on what type of fund you're in. Um, but yeah, property is a great investment as well, and business is a great investment as well. It just comes down to to what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um for me personally, I love <laughs> I love business. So, you know, I invest a lot of money in my business and in other businesses because that's what I enjoy. I'm not a big property property person. I've done it in the I've done it at the past. Um, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get me fizzing. Yeah. Um so I kind of wanna to, wanna to do the business thing because it's what interests me. Yeah. So I think that's that that that's the asset class that I will follow. But I think, you know, there's pretty much two assets that you Want to be in, and it's either property or shares. But we know that shares over the long term, you know, do outperform property. But the leverage thing comes into to play, right? So yeah. Um, but I yeah, I'm 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 more of a a, a business person, shares <laughs> shares wise.
0: Interesting um, thing to to note because this is really important at the moment with more discussion around capital gains taxes and higher taxes that often you'll see people who make money in business, like you said, that's their thing. That's what gets them fizzing. That's what they enjoy. And often they'll take their wins from business and they'll build their nest egg and someone will knock on the door and go, hey, uh, do you want to kick a little 20 in over here? Yeah. Um. Got any Got any resources you're keen to allocate to helping us get this business off the ground? Yeah. And business owners can't help themselves because that's what they love. Yeah. Now, when you tax more of that, then we squeeze the capital a little bit because those people then may have to, especially if we have a wealth tax, for instance, may have to, you know, go. Well, I've got to pay this tax bill now, so they'll think about some of these investments differently. Uh, and I just think it's. Probably a little part of the conversation that often gets missed around increasing taxes and things like that, where um, people who may have taken a lot of risk to be able to create some of this wealth, they still want to because that's in their DNA and that's what they do. And then a young fella like myself comes along or something and wants to have a crack at a, at a business or whatnot, and people go, "Yeah, I'll, i uh, you know, I'm, I'm keen to invest into this." So that's just going to be interesting to watch play out in this space as the whole tax conversation increases. Yeah, okay, mate. So, how much should we be contributing into KiwiSaver? Oh. <laughs> it's a difficult one.
1: Uh, well, look, uh, obviously, be you should be in KiwiSaver, and the minimum you should be doing is three percent. Again, it comes down to you know what you're comfortable with. Uh, you know, if you if you think you've got the discipline to take a long term approach, and you know, say let's say ten percent of your uh, money goes towards say your retirement savings, three percent of that's obviously going to be KiwiSaver. If you think you got discipline to invest seven percent and and you know achieve say you know a greater than an eight percent level of return, then yeah, go, go for boots. it. Yeah, um, but I think with KiwiSaver, it's one of those things where yeah, if you did contribute six percent, you've still got ninety four percent of your your money to uh, you know invest elsewhere. Um, and you're you're just kind of de risking yourself as well. You're you're going right. Well, I've got a professional manager investing in a broad range of assets, everything from you know shares and property. I just think it's a it's a good thing to to have because you yeah, you're diversifying. So minimum, yeah, you should be putting in three. If you any any if you you kind of don't want to do things outside of it, and you're just happy to go to work and you know going doing sport or. Or whatever, then yeah, put more in your kiwi. Yeah. But if you're a pretty savvy person and like taking risks and you know building businesses or or building you know building property portfolios, then then go for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess there's no financial incentive to put in anything more than three percent of no. your income, right? Yeah. No. However, if we look across the ditch, the uh, minimum I think is a it, it's in the double digits. Is yeah. It? I
1: think it's gone up to twelve percent.
0: Yeah. It's so. Just,
1: like, yeah, huge.
0: Yeah. And I just think that that's the the lesson. Like, that was the the smack in the face for me of, okay, it's four times what we put in here and theirs is compulsory, ours is voluntary. Yeah. You know, who do you think knows more about this stuff, uh, the bloody, them or the us? Bloody
1: Aussies, mate.
0: Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so we might have to just accept that, you know, maybe what – because – I think the risk for people is that they go, "Cool, I'm doing KiwiSaver, I'm sweet," and then you get down the track, and then you run a calculation of what that's going to look like at 65, and you realise, "Oh, wow, that's uh, that's not the figure that I thought it was going to be." Yeah. And, it, and it, also, those calculators are based on your income staying the same the whole way through to that too. Yeah. When really, we know, you know, people may peak at an income level and then it may start to to drop back off as you maybe get to the the high of your career and then you may maybe uh, start to earn a little bit less as you get closer to 65. Yep. Mm. So I guess everybody's got to think about it individually, right? 100 percent
1: yeah. yeah. There's there's no one one size fits all, but we can look at say Australia and we can look at, you know, say guidelines that say, you know, 10% of your income, you know, yeah. should be at least put towards your your retirement. Um, but which but, you know, I, th- I think ten percent would depend. It, yeah, it comes down to that personal thing, depending yeah. on age and everything.
0: But who who's got the best tools to be able to do some of those calculations? For instance, are there any that you you're sort of go to that people wouldn't know exist?
1: Um, well, sort of You know, they've got some good tools there. Um, but a lot of these calculators that are online. They don't really, you, you can't, you, you've got to have set projection rates. So, you know, a growth fund has to be four and a half percent per annum. Yeah. I've actually got my own tools. Um, so I'm actually looking um, at the moment, creating a calculator. So that's going to be on my website. So check back in the space in maybe a month or six weeks. And hopefully I've got that calculator live. And that'll be not just an accumulation calculator, but it will be a decumulator as well. So, you know, if you stop. Uh, if you get your kiwi saved to age 70 and you want to draw down $1,000 a week, how long will that money last you in years? Okay. So, um, obviously, we talked about in that previous potty that accumulation is a, a, a primary goal for everyone, but decumulation is, is just as important. And, yeah. You know. You want to be able to spend your money in retirement and actually not have to worry that will I have enough? Mm. And that's what I do see a lot is you know people coming to me, oh well, I've got this all this money in my KiwiSaver, but they don't want to spend it because yeah. they're scared that they're going to run out. Yeah. So they just they yeah they're literally just holding on to this money, right? Because oh I don't want to touch it because I'm. So if we have tools available for people that they could actually log in and and all go online and. Put in say two, three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, whatever it is. Well, how long will this money last me? Based on, you know, if I live to ninety, hmm. yeah. Um, and what's the best way to structure my portfolio? You know, should I have thirty percent in a in a growth portfolio, forty percent in a balanced? um, you know, 20% in, in conservative and 10% in cash. Because that yeah, will
0: change massively as you get older, right? Because that'll
1: change because that'll change massively. Because the average, you know, like a lot of people now um you know live to 85, 90, and that's gonna only get older and older and older. So someone being 65 and if they're going to be using their KiwiSaver for another 20 or 30, 25 years, then they should probably have 30% of their portfolio maybe in a growth fund mm. because they're not going to be taking that, that growth portfolio, uh, touching that for maybe 10 or 15 years. So you, what you're doing is you're having more of a bucket approach to your retirement savings. So that's another kind of KiwiSaver myth that because you get to age 60, you, you know your, your KiwiSaver balance needs to be – and conservative yeah. funds. Straight into that's cash. It, straight into cash because it's like, well, what's your actual goal? Well, my goal is well, probably not going to touch it until I'm 70 or 75. Well, you could probably definitely be a bit more growth oriented, especially if you're going to be working, right? Yeah. Because your your contributions, your dollar cost averaging. So um, I think that's definitely one thing that I, I that's one thing that I've come across quite regularly. And I'm always educating people. Well, what's your goal? You know, like are you going to keep KiwiSaver invested till 7580 well great let's let's have a portion in growth a portion in balance and we know that in the next 5 years you're probably going to take 100 grand out of it so we'll, you know if you've got um 400,000 we'll put 25% of it in a conservative fund and we'll just have it there or have it in a cash fund and they just draw from that pot while the other 75% is in a balanced or a growth portion because they're not going to be touching that for another five or ten yeah. years. So yeah. there's there's definitely that split fund approach that can help um, retirees.
0: All right, mate. Well most people listening to this probably aren't retirees. So <laughs> your clients, are they what are they putting in on, on average that you see? Three percent? I would
1: say probably close to
0: six. Really? Yeah. Well that's
1: because I think you know the people that actually seek kind of advice are uh, the
0: they're not. Peop- they're not sleepwalking.
1: Well, you know the people that listen to this podcast, right? are Obviously, you know they're trying to better themselves, and they're probably, um, you know, th- th- they're doing great because they're actually they're here and they're listening and they're trying to learn. But there is obviously a lot of people that do bury their heads in the sands and go, "Oh, you know, yeah, what's Kiwi saver? The government's going to steal my money." So, yeah, um, <laughs> um, you know what I mean. So I think the people that I've dealt with over the last, wow, well, you know, six seven years that I've been doing this is. Most of them would probably, yeah, average around that 5 to 6% mark. Yeah.
0: Which is good. <laughs> Bloody oath. Okay, can you tell me about, you mentioned to me back in 1993, Yep, I was five, uh, there was a compulsory retirement scheme. I was just getting glasses and going to school to get bullied, but apparently a lot of Kiwis are about to do their ass and lose a lot of cash. What happened?
1: So 1993
0: with old Muldoon. Yeah, well, there was a... Compulsory reti- requirement, retirement scheme was abolished and members were given access to their savings.
1: Yeah. So the opportunity cost of that is just huge. huge. Yeah. So yeah, that was a bit of a travesty.
0: So people built up these balances, but then they were given them and uh, Boom. yeah.
1: All gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so here we are again. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. 16 years into KiwiSaver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's um, I think, if that happened to say a 30 or a 40 or a 50 year old, yes, that money's going to go pretty quickly. But for say a 65 year old, obviously have just, you're at a mature age of life, right. And going to Vegas and going to, you know, traveling the world or buying that new jet boat or whatever is, you've kind of been there and done that. Mm. So when you do kind of get that lump sum retirement money, you're not going to, you know, yeah. frizzle it all away. So, um, that's I, I I'm I'm I think the the biggest problem that we're going to have with Kiwisaver going forward is people are going to be too scared to spend their money interesting I think that will will be it because it's I see it so often like people in their, you know 67 68 they just don't want to spend it because they're, they're scared that they're going to run out of money so they they keep it but if they had some advice on well hey this is actually how long it'll last you Into it, you know. Yes, you can afford to spend two grand a month out of your KiwiSaver balance because by the time you turn eighty-eight, it's all gone. Yeah. Um, But and then you've got your house that's worth, say, a million dollars. Well, if you know, by the time if you're still living at eighty-eight, you might move into something smaller, sell your million-dollar property, and move into something smaller for say six hundred thousand, and use that four hundred thousand dollars to get you through the next decade. And if you're still living at one hundred and ten, then um,
0: good on you yeah shit we need to learn from you come on the pod <laughs> uh, final myth mate Kiwis are good savers yes or no no yeah not ready for retirement no yeah woefully unprepared aren't we
1: 100%
0: I think it's the elephant in the room as a nation we're not too keen to really address eh because it always comes back to an argument about superannuation rates and ages and stuff like that when really we should be, you know, you said before, um, people won't put money into Saver because they're like the government are going to steal my money. Well, they're already doing that. Like they're increasing tax rates. They're not. <laughs> they're not adjusting tax rates for inflation. They've increased the tax yeah. take massively over the last five years. like it's it's happening in front of you anyway. And people are like, nah, now nah, I'm not saving for my retirement. Like, it just, just seems,
1: yeah yeah, well, it's just trying to live day to day, which I can understand.
0: Mm, that, but, and then they'll well, say, same thing. Um, you know, they're going to they're gonna take my money. Well, they're borrowing as well. Who's going to repay that? You you are. like So they're already doing it. So you've got to do things for yourself to ensure that you can have the things that you want or that you can protect yourself or you can give yourself options. And that's one of the reasons why I increased my contribution to KiwiSaver so that in coming years, I, I've got options, like okay, yep. now I can dial it back, or um, you know whatever I, I want to do. But also, longer down the track, it I know that their future version of me will thank myself because it will be completely different if I didn't do it.
1: And I always come back to this, but what you're doing is you're effectively putting in place a life insurance policy. Mm. So, you know those that extra three percent that you're putting into your KiwiSaver on top of three. Uh, you know, that's, you can call that your, if Luke gets hit by a bus fund mm. and that goes to your kids or whatever, instead of paying the, you know, two, $300 a, a month in insurance premiums, um, that, you know, is only increasing, you know, I saw it, my, I think my personal insurance, I think I looked at, uh, one of the, the, the review document that I got the other day, it was up 18%.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and mine's I was like, what? Yeah, I know. Mine's gone past three figures when it comes out of my bank account, and I'm like, that used to be. <laughs> I used to start with a six.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, you know, if you start in your twenties, you put in that, you know, that the thirties, you put in a little bit more into your KiwiSaver. At least you know you're going to get that money out at the back end. Yeah, and it's a it's a form of life insurance, hundred percent.
0: Very wise, mate. Well, thank you for your time as always. We've covered a few myths and a few FAQs there. Uh, so thank you.
1: No, great to be on, mate. Always always enjoy it. So,
0: And if people want to find out more about what you do and stay close to compound wealth, how can they do that? uh
1: you can go to our website compoundwealth.co.nz uh if you want to complete our kiwi saver discovery quiz go to compoundwealth.co.nz forward slash kiwi complete our quiz and then we'll get a personalized kiwi saver re- report to you uh to, yeah hopefully in the in the next 48 hours depending how busy i'm going <laughs> to be but or whether um, you're on pods <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah look um and and no questions are silly questions. So good man. we we yeah we 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 try and help as many people with KiwiSaver as possible.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Stewart, one of the good guys. Thanks as always, mate. We'll see you next time. Thanks, mate.